Welcome to the Queens of Moxie. I'm Mary Kay Campbell, the host of this program, and I'm so excited that you've decided to join us today. Every week, we bring amazing women to our podcast to talk about how they have stepped into joy and reclaimed their moxie and are living their authentic life. I want to get started, but before we do, I want to remind you to subscribe to the weekly email. Simply go to queensofmoxie.com and click on weekly inspiration. That way, every Monday morning, you'll get a link to the latest podcast, a beautiful image, and a fabulous quote. It's a great way to start out your week. So let's get started with today's podcast. So we're here today at Queens of Moxie with Britta Keller, and I am so excited you're here today. Oh my gosh. I, from the moment I met you, I knew that you were a kindred spirit, and so I'm just so happy that you're here and that you're sharing our, your story with us today. I want to give everybody a little bit of background about you just before we get started so they can just know a little bit about you. Um, so Britta is from Germany and uh, her dad was a fighter pilot and so she traveled all over Germany. Germany. She was born in the wine country um, but, but didn't stay there that long and then just traveled all over all over the country. And um, when she went to college, she initially started at a small girls school and decided that was not for her. And so she decided to just, you know, I don't know, fly across the ocean and go to school at Penn State. And so um, it's amazing to me that that you would have that as your goal. Like, you know, you wake up one day and, and go, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to Penn State. And uh, she was working or she got rather her degrees in, in uh, second education and um, wanted to do that because she wanted to teach foreign language and culture and um, ended up working in higher education and then through life and twists and turns ended up moving from project management to marketing and all of a sudden realized that was her home and that that creative part of her was in fact amazing and that she could make a career out of it and in fact in uh, just before the pandemic because you know everybody <laughs> it's like before and after um in the spring before the pandemic hit so in 19 uh 2019 she really took off with her agency which is a full service marketing agency called the splash and um has been doing that since then but during the pandemic her boyfriend who is a professor um was able to do a sabbatical and so he is from spain and they went over to Spain for 14 months. And because she has her own company, she could do that across the globe um, and still meet her clients' needs. Um, and in addition to that, she is also an emotional body coach. So emotional code coach, let me say that again. Um, and so I am just so excited to talk to you about all of your life's adventures and um, and really like where you are now and, and how you got to this place. So Frida, thank you for being here. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> You're so good at this. Thank you. <laughs> no, I um likewise. I I feel so connected to you and I fell in love the minute I met you. Um I feel like we could fill days and days of talking and and sharing stories of how on who we became and how and mm -hmm. so I'm so grateful to be here and yeah. Excited. I I'm just I'm just delighted. Before we get too far into this, how many languages do you speak? Four. So German, English, French, and Spanish. 
I, I mean, <laughs> I, I speak one. Um, and I took French in high school, and then I took Spanish in college because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Silly me. And I did poor. Well, I didn't do poorly, but I, I struggled in both of them. Language is not my. Um, it's not my strength. And so anyone who can speak more than one language, I'm just always amazed by that. And yeah, you know, it, it happened really naturally because um, I was blessed to, I guess, grow up in Europe where you have study abroad programs and it's two weeks and it's not very far, it's not very expensive. So I spent one in, in uh, Bretagne in the north of France and one in um, England, but the one in uh, Britannia and France really changed my mind about language because I could feel that for the first time, if I want to learn and connect about a culture and connect with people, I need to know the language. So it became not, it, it went from an abstract thing to a real thing of just connecting. Yeah. And I got it. It's, and I wanted more of it. Awesome. <laughs> well, and you said before we started the, the podcast that like, Almost immediately, like within a day or, or so after graduating from high school, you went to Paris, right? Yeah, I felt I was such a francophile, like you say, in French. I Everything French I loved. Yeah. And um, yeah, I loved it. I, went, I was there for a year. I, I studied uh, French literature. I was an au pair girl. I was taking care of a three-year-old and learning also the language uh, for, um, as a foreign language. So I had three ways of learning it. And I came back fluent and full of just wanting more and loving to be uh, living in a foreign country. Yeah. It's so much fun. Oh, I think it's amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I had the opportunity to go to Italy for 11 days, um, I don't know, six, six seven years ago. Yeah. It, was, it was phenomenal, and I could tell you so many stories about the experiences I had just by living in the moment. But what is interesting is as bad as I am at foreign language, I learned enough being immersed in the culture for, for that short period of time that I would go into to little shops yeah. and say, Buongiorno, you know, yeah. and then they'd start talking really quickly in Italian and I'd have to say, oh, un poquito, un poquito. <laughs> and they thought I was Italian. And my dad's grandmother came from Italy, so I definitely have a quarter Italian in me. So maybe I can pass for Italian media absolutely know. and it was your willingness to just connect with people yeah yeah it, that's all it is right yeah. yeah even if you can't finish a whole sentence right. or you get it half wrong and you're fishing for words it's just making an effort yeah to yeah. connect well and being there and you know because it was a small village most of the people did not speak English so I had this opportunity to really learn it and and experience that's wonderful. it. That's wonderful. Oh, it was it was fabulous. It was fabulous. Okay, so you you lived in France for a year, then you came over to the states, and and you got your degree. And what made you move from Pennsylvania to here, <laughs> Charlottesville? <laughs> that's the meandering of the river of life, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I met a guy. Yeah. In college, and um, he went to SCAD, Savannah of College right. and Design. Yeah. And so I was there for three years. Okay. Um, and was lovely. Lived on Tyree Island. Um, really enjoyed the this town very much and the ocean. And then um, he got um, involved with a project of um, 
Montpelier, mm -hmm. the restoration project. Oh. And so uh, we came back here. Um, he's, you know, long gone. <laughs> he, <laughs> wonderful human being, but um, just not in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, he's back in Georgia, and I'm here. And I, I, oh, since then, I'm here. I've been here. Um, so I guess Charlottesville is, is like a bubble for me a little bit. It's a mm -hmm. little European bubble in that... It's a foodie town. It has a downtown mall. It has a university. So, for me, it's um, it's nice. It's easy to be here. It's yeah. easy to live here, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. and what the the listeners can't grasp is that I am sitting in your amazing downtown apartment that's got <laughs> exposed brick and the the high ceilings with the the ductwork up above and the hardwood floors and the outdoor little patio area. I mean, like, it is the quintessential living downtown kind yes. of place. And I've always thought that would be such a neat experience. And, and, you know, tell me a little bit about what that means for you, for your lifestyle, living somewhere like this. Yes, absolutely. So as you mentioned, um, we live for 14 months in Spain and um, we lived in my boyfriend's apartment there and it was um, in the old town. It's a Phoenician city that uh, Romans built upon it. So it's a very old, old city with very narrow streets and old buildings. And so we didn't have um, a car for the entire time and we had bicycles and we bicycled everywhere and walked everywhere. And it was such a good feeling. It was just so... It also doesn't hurt that it's surrounded by the ocean, okay, mm -hmm. and that there's a bicycle path all around the, the city, um, which is lovely. But we really wanted, and, and the grocery store is every day a little bit, not the, you don't go grocery shopping for two weeks, you know, it's just, what do we need today? Let's make this, and you go. It's part of kind of your end of the day, you know, making dinner together or so we wanted, to, we thought, yeah, we want to keep going with that. We really like not using the car, um, having things nearby. We have Maribet here. We are <laughs> fans of that. Yes. And um, just meeting friends on the downtown mall, and it's so easy. And there are days go by where I don't, I have the gym in five minutes walking distance too, uh, where we don't use the car. And it's just, it's, it. We didn't realize until we did it how really it affects your life and your lifestyle. Yeah. It cuts down and it, I think it adds to quality of life. Mm -hmm. How much time you have in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not spending it commuting. Exactly. You know, I think a lot of people learned that during COVID, but that was a forced isolation. Whereas this is, you can walk outside your, your building and you're immediately by... Like you said, Marie Bat, which is uh, um, for people who don't know, because people in France are listening to this, um, it's a French pastry shop. Yes. And um, and I know the owners, and they're oh my gosh. wonderful people, exactly. and um, and their food is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and and then next door we have a secondhand, two secondhand, no three yeah. secondhand shops. Yeah. We have the music venue with amazing music. Right. right one over right. <laughs> and drag shows and whatever yeah. uh, we have a farmer's market right, right in front I mean it's just been really really fun yeah yeah that's awesome mm -hmm. that's so incredible and there's jazz on the downtown mall sometimes we walk out and we don't realize there's jazz and we listen a little bit and yeah 
it's just been really lovely. I bet. I yeah. bet. I, I, I would imagine. I know I'm a little envious, so imagine other people are envious <laughs> too. <laughs> well, if you have kids and a dog, you know, if you need a backyard, it's very different. Right. We don't have kids. We don't have pets. So right. it's easy for us, yeah. but it's not for everybody. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I have both. Yeah. So... <laughs> So that might be a little bit more challenging, um, but so you moved here, you, you, you got to step, well, first off you were, you were here and then COVID hit and that's when you went to Spain and tell us a little bit about like what that was like to be able to have your own business and, and just pick up and go. Oh my gosh. Um, that takes me, you know, right before the time before COVID because um, I did not, I never thought in my wildest dreams I would have my own business. Um, it's not, it, it, it's not how I was born, how I was made, you know. I, I always played kind of small in the background. Oh no, I couldn't, you know. Always saw myself just going to work, eight to five, I have an employee, I get my paycheck. and But the universe kind of dragged me along um, by certain circumstances and events that led me to starting this and then again you know meeting a business partner to do this with and then that not unfolding the way I anticipated then again wanting to apply for jobs and then these clients wanting to stay with me that was really the turning point of okay well I guess I'm going to get a business license I guess I need a name for my business (laughs) (laughs) because they're not going away (laughs) this lady from richmond came all the way here to tell me that i need to do this that she's not going anywhere and that um i need to get my uh, business license so she's the the one who got it all started i really didn't want this but then fast forward you know as I i went kicking and screaming and slowly started getting into this and building my self esteem that was kind of really suffered in being in the corporate world you know mm-hmm. is they're not about building you up yeah. it's about putting you down because if you have too much confidence you're gonna be troubled you ask for too much money or too whatever you know right. because they want to keep you down yeah you know yeah so i was that follower that good little girl that i uh, didn't ask too much and that but so that was really um for the first time where I thought, wow, people really want what I have to offer. It was the first time. First time. It's really sad to say. Yeah. Um, and so the client relationship has been the best that I ever had in terms of my career or my creativity. It was, it's a very clean relationship because there's no agenda yeah. other than I, I would like help with this, you do it, and if I don't like it, I ask, and we work together until, yeah. and there's no, I don't know, it's very clean, it's very yeah. honest, it's very loving, It's I've never f- felt so uplifted and empowered and supported in my life, oh. than with, by my clients, That's and it really blew my mind, I, uh, it's the best relationship I've had uh, career-wise. And, and how old are you now? <laughs> you don't mind me asking exactly i'm 50 yeah yeah exactly 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 Um, well i am too i'm right there with you and i and i never happened to me Mm -hmm. and and college was very clean too it's when you what you put in you get out i that's 
how you enter the world. You think, okay, if I apply myself, I work very hard. I was not a party girl, mm-hmm. and I had good grades. And then I, the first jobs, I realized, no, it's not what you put in, you get out. It's you play the game, yeah. you talk loud, you talk a game, you throw other people under the bus, you lie, you cheat, you steal. And it was just year after year. Yeah. And so I was very small by the time I had... I was ready to be on my own, you know, yeah. very small. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, my self-esteem, everything is. Yeah. So then the, my clients really built me up. They kept saying, oh, yeah, I love that, I love that, I love that, I love that, I love that. I love. And all of a sudden you think, oh, maybe I can do this. Maybe I'm gifted. Maybe I have the skills to do it. Maybe this comes easy to me. I love helping people. I love making people happy. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I've never felt better. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yes. I don't have performance evaluations. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it was a really uh, very empowering. Uh, and also going back to the Spain opportunity, um, me wanting to play small and being employed and having that paycheck come in with you know um that would not have afforded me going to spain with my boyfriend so in hindsight the universe already had a plan it already knew what was in store for me and even though i resisted going along in the beginning i eventually you have to when they drag you um and then i came into it and into it and then i was kind of receiving the fruits of my labor in Spain and realizing, yes, the work I put in, the effort, was worth it, the fears, the, am I good enough for this? Will I was living off of my 401k for the first year. Um, can I do this? Can I pull it off? And then getting the validation and living in Spain and keep everything going and even getting more clients while I'm in Spain, yeah. I realized, okay, this is my path, I can do this, and I've never felt more free and more independent and empowered. I love that. I love that. Because I think you're exactly right. We, we think small, we dream small, we live small. So many of us are very risk adverse. And Absolutely. so that thought of, what if I don't have a paycheck coming in? It's scary. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Health insurance, retirement. Yes. All those things that you, you've been taught all your life to value and, 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 you know, sometimes I am not advocating that you just go and, and, you know, do these things without any plan, without any, you know, opportunity to provide for yourself and your family. But what I am saying is that we limit ourselves so much. And, um, I was even on a call today with I'm on um uh, in a a group mastermind for the oh, National yeah. Speakers Association for Virginia chapter. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's awesome. We meet every Wednesday and um I'm early in my my business, you know, and Me too. Um, you're further along than me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I only started this podcast in August, for example. Right. Um and it's really been you know, my accident was a year and a half ago. So wow. a little over a year and a half ago. Wow. Uh, which in and of itself blows me away when I think yeah, about me too. Wh- where I was. And How I short ago it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's pretty, pretty remarkable when I think about it. But I was talking about what an inspiration these people are because the, the people that were on the call happen to be people who have been doing this 
five plus years. And there's a couple other people who, you know, like they're really taking off right now. And I'm watching their growth and I'm watching the excitement of the fruits of their labor. And I said something about that. And one of the things that, that they all agreed to was that they, their biggest obstacle in those three to five years before it took off was getting in their own way. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that self-limiting mindset yeah. that I'm not worthy, that imposter syndrome, that, yes. you know, I'm not good enough or, you know, I can't possibly make enough money to support myself. Who do you myself. think you are? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think we all have that to a certain extent. I think women tend to be worse. Absolutely. You know, harder on ourselves. Absolutely. Um, and, and I'm not exactly sure how you get out of that mindset. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of work you have to do on yourself to understand when you're limiting yourself and what, when you're doing those kinds of things. Um, but I think that if, for me, I had heard for more than a decade that I needed to be doing the things I'm doing right now. Right. Truly, it had. And I mean, look, people literally said to me probably 12 years ago that I should be an inspirational speaker. Wow. And I had that self-limiting mindset of I'm a single mom. I've got to provide for my kids. I can't travel, which are all valid. Very, very valid. But I did not open myself up to those opportunities either. I would like dip a pinky toe in and then pull it back out. And, and I think, you know, truly the universe was like, okay, you know, we've been telling you this and you're not paying attention. And so, um, you know, it was this, we're going to get your attention. <laughs> um, we're going to hit you over the head, literally. Oh my gosh. Um, and not just figuratively. And... You know, I hit a car going 60 miles an hour. I rolled in a soft top convertible. I am amazed that the, I mean, you know, I had very, very minor injuries with the exception of my head. And, you know, my head was split open from front to back. I had 17 stitches and staples and a traumatic brain injury. And I was forced to stop. Exactly. I didn't have a choice. Exactly. And I like to say I had a brain vacation. Yeah. But I needed that space and that time to assess where it is that I want to be. Because what I was doing was not it. Right. And had I not had that, I absolutely would not be on the trajectory I'm on right now. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I call contrast. You know, we don't like it when we're in it. Right. But in hindsight, it's the best thing that ever happened to us. Right? Yeah. Contrast. Yeah. Contrast is things, you know, that happen that wake us up. That go, okay, here uh, is a no uh, entry zone or don't go this way or, mm-hmm. yeah, that's contrast. So tell me a little bit about your emotion code Yes. Work. Yes, yes. Emotion body code. Um. It's interesting, um, yeah, when looking back, it's so f- funny how really a small I always played myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, even with that, the spiritual aspect of me, so that was the career aspect, I always felt in the shadow of my m- m- brother and my mom, who were artists, and I, so then another shadow was my parents were kind of 
uh, yeah, gr- um, hippies, if you want to, I mean, hippies in a way of always searching and being open mm-hmm. and uh, why we're here, asking the big questions. And so even with that, I always felt I'm just, here because my parents I'm their child you know so I grew up macrobiotic very strict way of eating um you know no processed food no sugar um it's a pescatarian diet um so wonderful way to grow up but again it was not I always thought I was just the bystander I'm not good I'm not I'm not that it's just my parents did that Mm -hmm. so it took me a while to really realize that no i have a spiritual body and mind as well it's also me and my identity it's my own not my parents Mm -hmm. and really going into that oh yes i can be a healer or whatever a fill in the blank for Mm -hmm. other people and and support i have something to contribute with that so that was another way of the universe i think i i this is what happened. I was at work doing marketing stuff when I was still working 9 to 5, working, uh, listening always to something while I'm working. And it was a podcast that um, he basically would read a book and then talk about it and with the author as answering questions. And it was the founder of Emotional Body Code. And I was hooked. I had read the whole book in one day. Wow. It was it was on I downloaded it for free. He mentioned it in the podcast. I listened to the whole thing. By the evening I had three appointments scheduled. <laughs> wow. And he talked about a heart wall that we all walk around with a heart wall and I really got it. What that means is that there are layers and filters as you're walking through life. You can call it emotional baggage as well. That's more mm-hmm. of a generic term of what holds us back. We're our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And our mind is our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can really do a lot of harm. The way we talk to ourselves, yes. we wouldn't even talk to our worst enemy. Right? I know. Right? How we talk, the snarky voice, the... Horrible things mm-hmm. inside my between my two ears. Yes, <laughs> seriously, like what? Exactly, kid. <laughs> exactly. So I felt this the heart wall. I could really, I felt it, and I, if I, um, relationships by that point were a black hole, a non-existent, um, dating here and there, just always never feeling, fitting in or meeting the one or. It was always this elusive dream I had, but never feeling that it's actually real or what that means. And so I'm sitting here and, you know, when you hear other people say, I don't understand why you're single. And then you sit there on your couch watching Netflix on a Saturday night. You're like, I don't understand either because <laughs> I'm, I think I'm pretty fun. I have something to offer. I'm right. not... You know, yeah, the worst right. on the planet, right? Not even close. <laughs> but you're phenomenal. No. <laughs> but you know how that. Yeah, I do. But I knew I had this thing that was holding things back. So, uh, he he calls it a heart wall, and it's really filters and baggage and beliefs that make us. He compares it to um, when there's a air raid, you go in the bunker, but people with a heart wall is living in the bunker eternally. So mm-hmm. you don't need it all the time, but you're, it puts people at arm's length. Basically, on my forehead, I had, I'm not available. Mm-hmm. I have some issues. I'm a work in progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't feel worthy of you, no matter what you say. 
<laughs> and so when you meet people, it's the energetic yes. impulse we give out. Yes. yes. It's not the words we speak. Oh, no. Right? Right. So I knew it. I knew I had it. I, yeah. I wanted it out like a cancer. So I got rid of it. My heart wall. I went a few more times to this practitioner. And I thought, you know what? I the, This worked for me because actually... I had a session on a Wednesday. I remember this to this day. I didn't leave my house. I only went to work and back on Thursday. So I had no opportunity to meet someone. On Wednesday, we had an office Christmas party. Uh, on, Thursday, on Friday. So Wednesday, I had the session to get my heart well out. Thursday, I didn't leave my house. So I couldn't meet someone. On Friday, we had an office Christmas party. And then afterwards, we went to a bar and I met someone. First opportunity to And that's leave. The, the man you're with? No. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the first step of just even me not having that right. sign on my forehead right. of I'm not available. Right. I'm okay, that, that was for the first time. He was not the end or be all. And there might have been one other person. But what, what it did is it made me in the game again. Not yeah. feeling feeling normal again and like you go out you meet someone it's normal yeah you know and then i played with it just dating just getting to know me getting to discernment you know that period of Mm -hmm. who am i what do i want and that happens when you meet people right if you're in a vacuum by yourself you don't know what you want or need or don't want right so that was the time and then and then um i became a practitioner because it helped me so much yeah it really um Help me build, uh, start my business, date again. Two things that I never ever thought I could do ever in my life, yeah. and then I did the work on me as my practitioner um, practicum. You know, you have to work on people. I worked on me too. It was very painful. I cried for two, three days. You know, because the first thing my body said, it's uh, motion code works with muscle testing and talking to your subconscious mind. And it said, no, you're not worthy of a tall man. You're not worthy of someone who plays the guitar. You're not worthy of someone good. You're just mm. not worthy, Britta. Mm. And it was hard to hear. Yeah. And I had to get through it and went through my list, removing the blocks and the old beliefs I have about not being worthy, not being worthy. And then two weeks later, I met him. And it was a period of these two weeks of saying, I'm going to say yes to everything that comes my way. I started saying yes. I went out. And I met him at, at a party. Two weeks. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, we are in our own way. No one else did this by yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. myself. Right. Right. <laughs> and, you know, we don't know what we've done to ourselves subconsciously. And, exactly. and it does take working with someone to, like, help you understand exactly. what's going on. Yeah. You know? And so explain a little bit more. For people who don't know what emotion body yeah. code is. Yeah, it was a, the founder is a chiropractor. And he was always a very um, faithful man, um, a religious man, but in the best sense, you know, using it not to shame people or to judge people, but to p- pray for help. So as clients, patients came into his practice, he would behind the scenes pray for their wellness. And with having this open, this faith, and he had some instant healing with his son to experience it. So his faith was very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he had a download, is what you call it, 
having this kind of faith and this open mind and open heart in healing and the strong desire to heal and be of service, that this download happened where basically um, the premise is that we're all made of energy. Atoms are 99.9% energy, empty space. If you took every human being, all matter, all material objects of the world and you could fit it into a sugar cube. Mm. This is how much energy we are versus matter. Okay, wow. we're, we're not matter, we're energy. Mm. So that premise helps you, you know, realize, okay, I can change things rapidly in the energy level until it's manifested in the physical form. There's a lot of, like you said, I had a lot of hits over the head with messages and people telling me what to do, but yeah. until it came into matter with this accident, right. I wasn't able to hear it. Yeah. So same with the body and wellness. We get signs from the body. The body is very honest, very open, very responsive. It no, it tells you when it's not happy. Mm-hmm. Am I contracted? Do I have, mm-hmm. you know, headaches? Do I feel whatever? Right. You know, the body is right. very honest in that way. So we're talking in this form of energy healing to the body with muscle testing. The body uh, is also the subconscious mind. And um, yes, yes means um, muscle muscles are strong and you can push down an arm, or in my case, I do it with a finger. Mm-hmm. And no means your body gets very weak. Mm-hmm. So if there's a lie or an untruth, the body cannot maintain a strong muscle tone because mm-hmm. it's not in resonance. Mm-hmm. So I ask this very quick yes-no questions. There's a table of 60 negative emotions in this case because the, the good ones we don't, I mean, we're happy about, we don't need to work with. So very quickly I can say, column A, B, row, even, odd, and then go to the emotion that is trapped. Mm -hmm. The moment that uh, we had an argument and it triggered fear or it triggered resentment. All these emotions, heartbreak, Mm -hmm. love unreceived, anxiety, you know, you name it. It's emotional baggage. So then it's a way of this, with this muscle testing to get to the emotion and release it um, with a magnet or the fingertips are magnetic too mm-hmm. over the governing meridian which is starts between the eyebrows goes over your forehead over your head to the back of your neck three times and that's how you release each emotion and trapped emotion and once the emotion is gone it's gone for good that one is mm-hmm. so it's like peeling the onion layers yeah deep 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 you go deeper and deeper and deeper and it's fascinating some of the beliefs that we hold about ourselves or about our lives mm-hmm. that are that are in the way of us blooming into who we're supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that brings us to living in the now. Yeah. Without, you know, the universe hitting us over yeah. the head. Without getting dragged to yeah. where it's uncomfortable. How can we be in the now and make space for that pause of contentment and exhaling? Yes. yes. And just being okay with all that is yes. in the now. Yeah. I always say resting in the pause. Yes. And that's what my accident taught me. Mm-hmm. The value of resting, of exhaling. Yeah. In this of, world... Yeah. The value is on productivity. I know. And the masculine energy, mm-hmm. not on the pause and the feminine 
of stillness and receiving. Mm-hmm. So we need to go back to that. Yeah. We need to find a way that when we need a break, it is actually also a creative, inspirational break. Absolutely. It's not just you're lazy. No, you're no. creating, you're building, you're building your future in this moment. Mm-hmm. There is all kinds of research out there that talks about the importance of not doing anything. Exactly. And particularly for innovation. Yeah. And so I'm a huge proponent of those times when you have downtime. Those times when you are doing something that you can do mindlessly. Yes. That allow your brain to think. That's why we get so many innovative ideas when we're in the shower. Exactly. Or driving somewhere that we drive all the time or out walking in nature. Totally. It's because we let go. We let go. And things arrive. Yes. It's such a gift. Yes, it is. We can actually hear. Yes. What has been there all along. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's so true. So I, I want to be sensitive to your time, um, but it has been such a delight to talk with you and and honestly I know we could keep going um and and it's funny because you're like I don't know if I'm gonna say enough I'm like I'm not worried not Um, but I do like to end the podcast with asking people the women I talk to if there was one thing that you would recommend to women to help them step into their authentic selves and to step into joy what would that be Such a good question. You know, Shonda Rhimes, she wrote the... Yes. The Year of Yes. Yes. Love that book. I recommend it and give it to everybody. Yes. Fabulous book. Say yes. Say yes to things that your ego mind, your snarky, whatever you call her, inner voice says has a million reasons of why this is a really bad idea and you're just going to fail and you're just going to make a fool of yourself to just say, okay, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to jump in head first, say yes, and see what happens. That's really in the end how I you know, met my wonderful partner and uh, in the end, also with my business, when I just kept saying yes, and I jumped, and I jumped, and I figured it out later all along the way, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first thing we have to do is say yes. Change, don't do the same thing and expect a different outcome. Right? <laughs> That's the definition of insanity. Right. Do something different every day. Something, okay, what do I normally do? What can I do today to make it a little different? Step out of my comfort zone a little bit every day a little bit different to change it up to kind of feel alive to kind of mold the clay yeah yeah i love that i love that thank you so much for your time thank so you. appreciate it thank you so much thanks for joining us on the queens of moxie podcast i hope that you found it inspirational and that it helps you to think about how you can step into joy and live your authentic life and remember We have a weekly email so that you don't miss any of these episodes. Plus, it starts your Monday out with an inspirational quote and a beautiful image. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to queensofmoxie.com and click on weekly inspiration. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again next week.